like the Lord wanted me to talk about what am I talking about God's prevailing presence well I have a different name right here that's why I looked at that I go that's not the name that's not what I finally titled my message but how many know like we just we just stepped into something with the Lord just a moment ago okay and so people got healed in the room, right? It was all my friends that got healed. Where's Matt? He go for a run? What's the deal? He's like, okay, I'm going to go test it. See ya. He's down throwing the hoop somewhere. Okay. But I, I really, this is super important. What I'm going to release tonight, God's going to release a fresh anointing for everyone in the room. Amen? If you want it. Only if you want it. Only if you want it. But I, I believe that. That the Lord wants us focused completely on him. As usual, Jesus is the main deal. And I'm finding as we, as we go deeper with the Lord, I know you, God wants you as close to him as, as you possibly can. It's not by striving, but he's asking for us to come into a deep, deep place with him. And when we come into a deep, deep place with him, when you're around things that aren't quite as deep it begins to shout at you that people or places or things. So what I want you to do is I want you to be encouraged today because God wants to just set some anointings on you. Maybe three if, if you really want them all, right? And so there's, there's places that the Lord wants. And I'm just going to use the life of David because he was anointed three times. And I, I'm going to talk about the Lord Jesus because he's the one that, Listen, through David's line, David received a prophetic word after the third anointing. Everyone say three. three. After the third anointing, he received a prophetic word from Nathan the prophet that would literally, he prophesied the, the coming of the Lord Jesus and that the coming of the Messiah would come through David's line. And that's a, that's a steep, steep promise. How many want the, like, what if the Lord promised you that the, the Messiah would come through your line? Like, that's like, in, that's like the most incredible thing that someone could say, that, you, that my throne, the throne of God, the throne of heaven, would last for an eternity through my bloodline. Look at your neighbor and say, you're in that bloodline. <laughs> And, and I just, I want to just look at a few things, and, and I'm going to kind of bounce through the book of Samuel 1 and 2. And believe me, I'm not doing all, there's a lot, but I just felt like the Lord wanted to touch on a few things because how many know we've been called to take down every giant in our life? Every single giant. What'd you do, go for a run? You did not. <laughs> I was going to say. I thought you were going to say yes. He did, I know, but I thought it was for real. All right, we'll just go to 1 Samuel 17. And I just want to start there. And we know the story, but I'm just going to hit on a couple things. Mainly two verses, and then we'll move. But I, you know the story with, of David and Goliath. We all learned it in Sunday school, anyone who went to Sunday school. And um, I thought Jeremy's, I thought Jeremy's, um, no one can hear me? Oh, okay. I feel like um, Jeremy gave a good rendition of David, David's battle with Goliath. And, and the Holy Spirit really, and I don't know, there was some things that the Lord wanted to, to highlight on that for me personally, and I feel like for all of us in this room. But David had an anointing on his life to take down giants, to take down enemies. And you, how many know that the blood of Jesus 
gave us access to the secret place, the place where, the, where everything is available to us, and it's because of the Lord's sacrifice and because of his resurrection. And the resurrection dominated death. Right? He put an end to sin, to sickness, to disease, to anything that ails us. Are you with me? And I feel like what the Lord wants to do today is get us positioned so that we can receive a greater anointing. We're talking about greater glory next month. Really, in only three weeks. <laughs> get ready. Ready or not, here it comes. And honestly, if you got friends, tell them that it's filling up quick. So I'm, I'm just going to give another plug for that because the Lord, listen, what the Lord will do during those three days, we've got five sessions, three days, it's going to be powerful, and who knows what the Lord can do, okay? Um, but I just want you to have anticipation for that. And so 1 Samuel, verse 17, verse Chapter 17, verse 50. It says, so David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. And he struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut his head off with it. How many know that's not like a nice little Sunday school story? That's like intense. And I was thinking, I'm, there was a, a story about Blackbeard that when he was terrorizing the coast, that there was supposedly lore said that they, they, they made a, they were going to give a, a reward to the one who brought his head back. And so supposedly someone went out there went to battle with him, took him out, and now his, his head is uh, covered with silver, like the skull. And they were drinking out of the skull. Like, come on, this is graphic. But I just want you to say, you know, David had a cause in his life. He came, and he came and there was a cause for him to do something because the enemies of Israel needed to be shut up and shut down. And so tonight I want us to step into the absolute reign of Jesus Christ in your life. Because every one of us knows that the Lord came. He died for you. Resurrection power is actually available to us and should be flowing through you. But we're all challenged with the reality of that. Okay? I'm not, this is not, I'm not condemning anybody. But if it was, listen, what, what happened even tonight, like the Lord came, he demonstrated, and then he taught. So the Lord's doing the same thing. I just get to teach, right? And hopefully he's in here teaching through me, right? But he came and he demonstrated, and I'm believing that spines are going to be restored. Completely, she's laid out in the back over there. That's good. That's good. I see a hand come up. That's, you know where, and that's awesome. And I, I believe that the Lord is going to continue to heal people's hearts and minds in this place. And as God progressively, everyone say progressively, shows up in this place, even tonight. But I know this, that I have a promise that he's given to Lisa and I. That the increase of his kingdom, that the glory of God was going to radiate out of this place. And so much more. We keep getting words that we're not dreaming big enough. Like again this weekend, you're not, you're, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're believing for, it's not big enough. I'm like, I don't know. I believe for a lot. <laughs> believing for a lot. And the Lord wants you to believe for a lot for your life. Right? The Holy Spirit inside of you is way bigger than the circumstances around us. And so David went into a situation humble shepherd boy, but this was the first anointing that he received. When he received this first anointing from Samuel the prophet... He got doused, and I call it the anointing for trouble. 
I'm serious. Because when we first get in with the Lord, like God is doing so many amazing things, but there is a prevailing anointing that gets on your life that will contend. Listen to me. That the Lord wants us to learn to contend with the spirits of darkness, the things that are coming against us, the, the sickness, the disease, all these things, the enemies that try and take you down and trying to put you out. Come on, you, I don't know if you know what you signed up for. The Lord wants us to be ready and ready for his return. How many know he's not coming back for a week, busted down, broken up, black-eyed bride? He's coming for a victorious, overcoming church. And he will return in the place where his father David conquered. Oh, come on, somebody. He's coming back to the place where his great, 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 great grandfather took and fortified and made a home. And not only made a home for himself and a kingdom, but made a place, a place where the glory of God would reign and rule. I don't think we understand the massive implications of what I just said. When the Lord Jesus comes back, he is landing. Corey said this the other night, just reminding me, encouraging me, that the Holy Spirit is coming back in that place, coming to his throne in the city of David. And he will rule and reign from that place. And I'm going to say, are you ready to reign with him? I want you to be ready to reign with him. And the oil of who he is should be all over you. The oil that comes from the Father, the oil that comes from the Son should be all over your life. And it removes everything that hinders us. So when he came to this place, the first giant he took down was Goliath. And Goliath, and, and Goliath. Goliath was from the, the Philistine tribe. How many know it was a, a race of giants? And the Lord is after, listen to me, look at me, pay attention to me. He's after every giant in your life. In the Old Testament, he used giants. In the New Testament, Jesus said, this mountain will get out of the way. John the Baptist, or actually Isaiah prophesied about John the Baptist, that every high place would come low to prepare the way of the Lord. And every low place would come high to prepare a path, to prepare a highway for him. And so every one of us in this room has to come into a, an agreement with those promises and walk those promises out that I will remove every mountain, everything that's in the way. When I, and listen to me, there are things that get in the way of the glory of God coming into your life in fullness. I'll try over here. No, really, there are things in the way. There are giants in the way. There are things that have fortified themselves in your life. That God is progressively smacking down things as you give him access. And as you, go, as you step into this anointing of trouble, <laughs> I don't know why I called it trouble, because I just feel like it's constantly contending. But God wants us, wants us to move past this place of contending. Because I talk to people, and most of the time when people are first saved, it's like, ah, the devil's trying to get me. Everything's the devil. And when you grow up in the Lord, you realize that it's not all the devil. You realize there's other things. There's, there's your flesh. And there are things that are spiritual, but most of it is your flesh. And the Philistines represent the flesh. The flesh is trying to get in the way of what God is wanting to do. Now, I believe that the Holy Spirit tells us in Ephesians that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. 
We wrestle against rulers and principalities and powers in heavenly places. And God will knock those things down as you're anointed to walk in them. That's a reality. He wants to destroy everything, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So we get diagnoses, we get things that are spoken over our lives in doctor's offices, we get told things by our parents, we get told things by peers, we get told all these things, words that are over your life, hanging over your life, that you have come into agreement with and God is going to slay them today. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is here to break, uh, he's, he's going to bring breakthrough to some people today. But we can't go back to old patterns and go back to old fellowship with different things. Things that we've continually had fellowship with in the past. Or then we all of a sudden we let new things in. Oh, this is permissible. And the Lord's trying to eradicate every giant. That means everything that (laughs) exalts an idol. Quiet. Presbyterian Church. First Samuel 30, verse 6 says, Now David was greatly distressed. And I'm just going to talk to you about this for a minute. Because we see David in this, in this warfare against the Philistines in, after his first anointing. Right after he's anointed out in the field, he just walks up with bread and, and he takes out Goliath. Now, now he's been hiding in caves. He's had favor in the, in, in the king's court. And, and people are saying all kinds of good things about him, but he's got leaders that are chasing him around and he's got to hide in caves. And so he's made covenant with Amalekites. Hello. How many know when we make covenant outside of God's covenant, it's going to look like trouble later? When you come into agreement and you come into absolute, I'm saying covenant, that means you come into a, a, a persistent agreement that you're going to live by. The Lord, when it's outside of God's covenant, the end result will be a problem. And the end result may severely end up, may end up in a a severe robbing of everything that you've worked for in the spirit. Because we see David here at Ziklag, and as he's walking, listen, everything's going all right. He's hiding in caves, he's making it. But he still has this absolute, Uh, respect and honor for the old regime. How many many know that's hard? When people are whipping spears at you and calling you out and hunting you down, and then you continue to just say, I love you anyway, my father. It's not an easy place to live from. And so David is in this place. He's been chased, and now he's at Ziklag, and I promise I won't be long famous last words but as he's as he's doing this it says here now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved and every man his his sons and daughters but David strengthened himself in the Lord And so right here, I just want you to look at a couple things because the reality is that word strengthened is the same word that is used for he prevailed over the Philistine. He prevailed over Goliath. It's the same word. It's the same word. And these Amalekites that he was having covenant with mean a vexation and a sorrow. So Amalekite means sorrow or vexation. How many want to be vexed? How many want sorrow in their lives? No. 
And so he comes into covenant with them, but it's literally talking about these enemies are coming to steal the birthright. Because David is really close to about stepping into the next anointing that he's about to receive. And so the, the, it's, it's stealing a birthright. Even in, even in, in Moses' time, as the children of Israel were coming across the Red Sea, it's the Amalekites that met them. It was the giants that met them. And it's not a, it comes right after a victory. Can I tell you, as David is running for his life, but he's having success in every battle. And, and listen, this guy doesn't lose. There's an anointing on a Davidic company where they've been determined that they're anointed by God. That they don't lose battles. They don't lose skirmishes. I'm getting us a little battle ready tonight, okay? Because I, I know what happens. Even as I was feeling a little sluggish thing on here, right? We go through a good, we went through a, an anointing last weekend. If you were here. And there was an outpouring, literally I felt I could sense an out, the outpouring of heaven. I've not, I've, in any other, any other meetings we've done, I have not sensed that. But after Saturday night, I was like, whoa. God, you're doing something significant. It's something that's not going to wane. It, the only way, it, if we're not trained, look at me. If we're not trained in a sense of understanding the anointing that we carry as a house, it just floods out the door and falls into the parking lot. Do you understand me? The Lord wants you to carry this thing. He wants you to carry it home. He wants you to carry it back. Tenfold, because you, you're so stirred up and you're so encouraged by what happened last week. You should be encouraged by the healing you received tonight. You should be healing. The, all the, there was like dozens of healings last week. The Lord wants to pour out his presence in healing. He wants to deliver folks. He wants to break the power of sin and death off of the church. It's got to come off of the church. How are we supposed to bring it out into the world if it's not broken off the church? The Bible said about the children of Israel, this is old covenant, that they walked in a covenant, that they, when they were wandering in the desert 40 years, their shoes didn't wear out, and there was none feeble among them. I'm yelling. But there was none feeble. And so your life has to walk... God wants to drop something on you so that you walk in that, so that you live in that, so that you have faith to grab it. And it's a, I believe it's just because of how much we push in with the Lord. I don't think faith has anything to do with it. That's just my personal opinion. I can't muster up the faith, but when I meet Jesus and I see him, all of a sudden I'm, there's a fresh oil on my life where anything's possible. Do you understand? I know that the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please him. But where do you find faith? In him. It's in him. Even the word. If I don't get this thing's not dripping with oil and honey, it's, it's not going to work. It doesn't work. Oh, I'm getting that. That's, I'm telling you. If it's not dripping, it's got to be dripping with God. It has to be dripping with the author. You know, I'll, I'll beat that to the ground. But you must remember that the enemy, because this is what the Amalekites' job was, was to knock faith out of people. So there's an anointing that God wants to release for faith. But the enemy wants to come, and he wants you to remember this. That the enemy's always trying to suck the faith out of, out of what your past victory just happened. When something just happened, that's why people, ready, 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 here we go. Here we go. Here's why people lose the healing when they walk out the door. Because we listen to the enemy after. Oh, I feel a little pain there. Rebuke the thing. I'm not, 
Listen, the Lord is wanting us to walk strong. The prevailing presence of God must be on everything that you look at, must be on everything that you listen to, must be on everything that you're meditating on. So when the prevailing presence of God is on all these things, when I worship, I don't worship worship. I worship Jesus and his prevailing presence comes into a room and smacks sickness and kicks any disease and sets every captive free by the power of his blood. Why? Because he opened a veil through his flesh. He opened the veil through his flesh. And in that, it opens up life to you and I. Oh, no, there's a river of life that we need to see and we need to come into an agreement with. Now, here, we got David's about to step into his, the second anointing, and there's an enemy at the door, and he takes all the kids, and he takes all the women, and he takes everything, all the booty, everything that they had, and they take off with it. And the people spoke of stoning David. But where did he go? He went to the Lord. He went to inquire of God. And he went and was strengthened by the Lord. And the Bible says that all the people together began to groan. I don't think, I think you missed it. All the people together that were with David, his whole company of men began to groan. <laughs> I'll call the men out right now. All the company of men began to groan. And David inquired of the Lord, and he said, we're going to go get him. We're going to go find these guys, and we're taking back everything. Listen to me. God wants you to recover everything. It has been determined by the Lord himself to recover your health. It has been determined by the Lord to, to recover a sound mind. It has been determined by the Lord, of course, to recover yourself out of hell and into dark, out of darkness and into the light. That is what he has come to do. It is by the power of the cross. It is by the resurrection power. It's by his blood that we enter in to the most holy place. And that's where we're going to recover everything. Oh, I... I I don't know, I, think, I feel like some people aren't convinced of that. That's okay. There's an anointing coming to set you in place to rule. There's an anointing in place where the kingship is about to come onto your life. What happened? He was chased in the desert. And literally, David represents, obviously he's a type of the Lord Jesus, but David represents the overcoming life that all of us are destined to have. Because of the life and the principles that he lived by, we're called to be just like David's. Come on. Why does the Lord say we, that he loved David? His heart was towards him. He's a man after God's own heart. And so your heart must be towards the Lord always. Why? So his prevailing presence comes on your life. If you're, And God just asks, Lord, I want a deeper hunger. I want a deeper hunger so that my, my life is just smeared with your presence. What's prevailing? What's prevailing? It's the thing that's glistening off of you. It's the shininess of God on your life. What's prevailing in your life? It's what God looks like when he's on you and in you. That's what the prevailing presence is. And it's not making, like, myself something great. It's God. It's like David's heart was always humble before the Lord. Why did he love David so much? Because even when he messed up and, and, and busted stuff up in his life, he came to the Lord in deep repentance. He knew how to repent before the Lord. That's why we call it a gift. Repentance is a gift. It's given to us by God. And the blood of Christ has made us righteousness without anything that gets it, right? God looks at you, he sees his son. Come on, the Lord looks at you and he sees himself. Yeah. 
He sees Christ in you, the hope of glory. But most of the problem is we don't see Christ in us, the hope of glory. And we have the tale of two sons, even in, in the Saul and David uh, narrative. We have Saul who never, who was a leader, who, who always had an orphan spirit. He was always like sitting, he was always looking, oh, David's getting all the accolades and, and what's happening? It was Saul who was hiding in the baggage. And David was just out playing his harp, chilling. God wants to release fresh oil for you today. notes didn't help me much tonight. Holy Spirit. Are you hot? I'm going to need air conditioning for sure. By June we need air because I'm, I'm hot. Just go with me to 2 Samuel. So here's what happened. He, David goes through, they recover everything, right? He strengthened himself in the Lord, they recover everything. They recover every, everyone say all. all. Everything that you lack, the Lord has. Yes. David recovered everything. And he goes right from that place to this, this massive battle. And Saul gets killed, who's been chasing him. And so he goes into this second anointing, and he's anointed king over Judah. And the second anointing is a, the, the anointing of what? Praise. It's the anointing of a warlike lion on you. Because it's not just praise. The tribe of Judah, they were fierce, and they, were, they sent them first, not just because they were good Psalmists, I'll tell you that. They sent them first because they would mow everything down in front of them and break a way through. And so we need an anointing that the Lord's going to give us of praise. When I said the oil of joy over this other lady, I know she left now, but the Holy Spirit wants to give you joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. But we see this, that he is anointed with this Judah anointing to rule in Judah. And there has to be a heart cry inside every one of us. I'm saying there has to be. It's a prerequisite. Because God wants to pour out fresh oil on your life. And as you praise him, there's a new oil that comes. And I'm telling you, what, let it not be. My wife, Lisa, said it before. We should be wild up here, whether there's a conference or not. Just watch out for the flags, because those people, they'll take you out. But just get a space. Send you to first. Right? Come on. Holy Spirit wants us to be full of jubilee. Come on, are you believing for jubilee for your life? Because jubilee means freedom. And that jubilation inside of us sets us free so nothing holds us back. And you are so uninhibited and it chases religious spirits out the door. The Lord wants you just free. And Judah was sent first for a reason. I'm telling you, they mowed him down. They mowed him down. So he gets anointed for kingship. That's the second anointing, right? You get out of the anointing of trouble. I should have named it something else, but I, I just couldn't think of anything else because I know my own life, right? When you start stepping into new things and you start to be a pioneer, look at me, 
this church is a pioneering church. That means we're, we're going to try and, you can't try and put us in a little box. Okay? You shouldn't want to stay in a box. The Lord wants to free you from your box. All God boxes get left out in front. Right? The masks too. All the masks, get, leave them out in front and the boxes. Okay? Because we want to be real. We want to be authentic. And I don't want to give, I don't want to shut, I don't want to quench anything that God's doing. And so when you do that, it causes a little bit of trouble with your friends, your family, and everyone who you thought dear to you. Amen? But that Judah anointing is coming on your life to walk and to go as a forerunner. It's a forerunner anointing. Why? Because he, all of a sudden, Saul got taken out. And listen, you know what David does? David jumps up finds the guy that killed him and takes him out. Even though that was his, like the, in, all in God's plan for him to reign and rule. So how much do we honor the anointing? Are you all right? You're like, what are you talking about? How much do you honor, not me, how much do you honor the anointing? How much do you honor God's presence? How much do you honor that God has set people around you with certain abilities to speak into your life? How much do you honor them? And that can get weird, right? Because as pastors, it can make it, oh, I'm the head apostle. You know what I'm saying? It can go, it can go badly quick but we want to honor the anointing not only on our leaders but on the people around us amen and so so the Lord's trying to break us he's trying to heal all our church hurts so we trust leaders again and hopefully you trust us but the reality is that there's a lot of people that'll come in and out and they don't trust leaders Come on, I know God's healed some people in this room from that very thing. And so we want to honor the anointing. And guess what? As we honor the anointing, things begin to move in our lives. I promise you, as we begin to honor the anointing, God begins to move things and shift things. So I'm just going to go to this. Oh, where am I? 2 Samuel chapter 5. And I just want you to see, out of the life of David, every time he had a massive victory, there was always another enemy. Look at me. Be careful when you get, up, all of a sudden, a massive breakthrough. I, I think, I'll say it now. I will, I'll say it. I've learned... That when all of a sudden trouble starts stirring in my heart, after a big victory, that I know where it's coming from. And you should identify where the things that are coming at you are coming from. Are you with me? You all right? Everyone okay? All right. Chapter 5 and verse 3 says, Therefore all the elders of Israel. So Saul gets taken out. David cleans up the mess, takes out the assassin, whoever assassined the king. Even though he was on the good guy's team, he just took him out. Because that's how much he, he honored the anointing. I know, it's Old Testament stuff, a lot of killing. Right? But the reality is, that's how much he, he honored God. And how God would set his spirit on a certain individual. I don't know, the fear of the Lord should be on some of us because we're quick to, to speak. And I, I, listen, I, I do it myself. I have to catch myself before I make a judgment. Are you with me? <laughs> all right. Verse 3 says, Therefore all the elders of Israel came to, to the king in Hebron. And, the, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. 
and they anointed him king over all of Israel. So this is his third anointing. What happens during his third anointing? Contention right away. Right, it says, verse 10, it says, David went on and became great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. Oh, that's a little bit of graduation there. The anointing for having angel armies around you was on him. How many like the ministry of angels? <laughs> you all right? Come on. We're going to hit the punch right now. I said I wasn't going to be long. So here's what happened. Verse 17, and when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David as king over all of Israel, the, all the Philistines went up to search for David. There's those stinking Philistines again. See, remember? Remember back at his beginning? Well, they're trying to knock him off the throne before he fully takes the total control of, of what he's been destined to take control of. I say take control. Reign and rule. All right? But he was taking the entire kingdom under the anointing. Amen? And it says, and David heard of it and went down. <laughs> you know, I, I encourage you all. I say this a lot. Don't become civilized. Because I feel like, listen... The same David that was there with the sling, and he was 16 or however old he was, he's now 33 years old, and he's still got a fight. He said, no, oh, they're talking smack. <laughs> I know who these guys are, these uncircumcised Philistines. It's the flesh again trying to get after what God's trying to ordain. It's, there's two things that we contend with, our flesh and our faith. And the Lord wants to increase your faith tonight. The Lord wants to increase and bring just this supernatural faith in your life. Not something you can muster up. Not something you can read about and, and, and memorize ten verses on. Not all your favorite faith verses. It's not that. It's something that comes from heaven. And it's an anointing that flows from your life. Because then you can believe God for anything. Because all things are possible in that place. And that way, miracles just begin to flow. Why? Because you're called to the greater works. So he went down to the stronghold. He went down to the place that was, there was a, a clog. There was something clogging what God was about to do. And what did he do? He inquired of the Lord. The Lord Gave him instruction. John chapter 5, verse 19. Jesus said it. I only do. That's it. That's all you do. We like to add things to what the Lord says and call it blessed. But I'm telling you, God's bringing us to a point where we only do what the Lord is saying to do. And we don't do anything more. We don't add to it. We don't take away from it. We don't bring a program that God's not saying to do. We don't do other things that the Lord's not saying to do. And we don't all of a sudden implement or take away things that the Lord never said to take away from. Shall I go up against the Philistines? Silly question. And will you deliver them into my hand? It's the same language, different place. 20 years later. 25 years later. Will you deliver them into my hands? And the Lord said to David, go up and I will what? doubtless deliver. I like that. Doubtless deliver. Whenever you think that God's about to put a, a crimp on what he already said, how many times do we do that? Oh, it's not working out like I thought. Did God say it? Because if God said it, then something's going to happen. If the Holy Spirit spoke it, then it must come to pass. If you're willing to step in and step past the comfort, God will make it come to pass. 
But sometimes we're pushing in on things that we, God never said anything about, and we're calling it the Lord. But I'm telling you right here, he wants you to have doubtless thoughts towards the things that he says. Yes, I will give them into your hands, and you will overcome. This is powerful. This is one of the most powerful times in Scripture. I love this. Right? So, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hands. It should say, once again. But he didn't write that. And so David went to what? Baal-perazim. And defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. And the Lord wants to do something in each one of us tonight to pull us out of this sleepy, sloshy thing that we think is faith and move us into a powerful flow of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, he called the, he called the name of that place Baal Perazim, which means Lord of the Breakthrough. And so I'm telling you tonight, really, that's it. But I'm telling you tonight that God wants to move you into this third anointing. And if you haven't been in the second anointing, you need to go there first. Or the first anointing where God says, listen, I'm going to bring you to a place. I'm about to anoint you with oil. And you're going to, you're going to end up going through trouble. It's really just, it should be anointing for testing. I could have called it that. How many like being tested? We already talked about the Lord shaking everything that can be shaken. Guess what? He's going to continue to do that. And I don't feel like you ever graduate from any one of these anointings and you get to the next because that's all nonsense because there's no three keys to the, you understand. I think God is always requiring us to go back and forth and back and forth because God wants to cause you to walk in a fresh anointing for breaking through in trials. God wants to release anointing tonight for you to break through in praise and adoration and awe of who he is. And the Lord wants to release an anointing for you to bust in to fresh breakthrough for your life. And I don't like this thing about breakthrough because we're always looking for a new breakthrough. But I'm telling you there are times that he has to pull us in to a place where God, you just say, Lord, let the oil flow. Because I know when the oil flows, breakthrough will come. Because he is the Lord of the breakthrough. Come help me. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. He's the one that's going to bust stuff open in your life. What does the prevailing presence of God look like on your life? It looks like you are David in 2023. That every place where your faith is questioned. And your flesh is messing with. Because your flesh can be just as doubtful. I don't even call it my faith sometimes because I know my flesh can talk me out of stuff. Because guess where the flesh lives? In doubt and unbelief. Are you hearing me? Oh, Stan, we're not being civilized in this place. Honestly, I feel like God is going to touch some people tonight. And he's going to release the prevailing presence of God over you. I believe there's an anointing to step into. It's called the prevailing presence of the Lord. And it comes in a triple shuba-duba anointing. How's that? God wants to release something over you. And the more I, the more I watch the Lord, the more I behold Him, the more I see what he's doing, I know this, that he wants everyone in this church, everyone in this ministry, everyone associated in this ministry to walk with the prevailing presence of God on them. You weren't called to anything less. And guess what? Sometimes we we get stuck in a funk, but I'm telling you, there's breakthrough in the room. There's breakthrough for your life, if you want it, if you want to step into it. And he wants to release an anointing to get through every trial. 
He wants to release an anointing. You're like, I'm not calling on trials. No, but you want the anointing to break through them. Guess what? After eight years, yeah, come. You can come if you want it. Just come and get it. You, you guys never need an invitation. You should know me by now. There's a restoration coming. And God's just going to return and, and rebirth fresh faith on your life. But it comes through his presence. It comes through his presence. And so we're gonna we're gonna believe God's gonna crush doubt, doubtful thoughts. He's gonna totally annihilate all the flesh thinking. Come on, right now. we're resistant to that I would say don't resist don't resist because it didn't it didn't like fit into what I was expecting today it's funny I start detecting things in the room Whew. just lift our hands towards Jesus <laughs> come on Lord this overcoming anointing God come on it's a fresh anointing for overcoming God 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 Just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Go ahead. Just cry out. Just cry out and He'll release it. I, I, there's a promise He'll release.